And good morning and welcome to VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor on a glorious Friday morning, Friday 16th of July. Paul, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. And how about you? Oh, it's a beautiful morning down here in Cornwall today. Uh, it's going to be hot. I think the barbecue is going to come out. I think I'll spend the afternoon on the golf course. What more could I ask for? It's paradise. It's pretty nice, sounds like. <laughs> and I can work at the same time. It's a great way of doing it. This could become I think some an of us are going into the office, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get cracking on news out in the market. And actually, I think one was starting today. It's been a huge fundraiser, isn't there, for um, the aggregates miner, Sigma Rock? Yes, there sure has. AIM quoted uh, firm had uh, been around uh, for quite a while and consistently profitable as well. Well, this is a, a real step up uh, as far as fundraising is concerned. 260 million sterling uh, raised uh, with Sigma Rock. It was uh, priced at 85p per share and results in about 306 million shares being is issued in the institutional round. They raised another 1.6 million at the same placing price uh, on a subscription uh, round for uh, existing uh, retail shareholders as well. And because of the size of the raise, uh, it has to be approved by shareholders yet on the general meeting to be held on August the 2nd. Uh, one of the things is uh, one of their key institutional shareholders, uh, M&G, they did, uh, as they say, back their corner by taking up 22 million pounds worth of the raise. Um, it doesn't say in the statement, though, exactly what they're going to use this kind of capital pool for, uh, but we'll see. Uh, my guess is it's probably for M&A activity. Um, what would you have to say about uh, the impact on AIM as a market? Uh, well, look, it's, it's a huge deal. It's interesting that M&G have backed it. I mean, they're, they're, they're all over Northern Europe, aren't they, Paul? Um, They've got a sort of a mix of what is it, aggregates and limestone. They did a, did a big acquisition of I think it was Nord Nordcalc or something, was it the other day? Um, or it's still being completed, I think. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I guess they will go out and do MA. Yes, I think so too. Um, uh, I'm just hoping that it's a sign of uh, better things to come as far as the size of raisings for AIM on uh, mining stocks as well. Well, the market is still remarkably, here we are in the middle of July, still raising huge sums of money. Uh, and I was playing golf the other day with a major small cap fund manager who said, yep, he's still seeing deals galore and he's still putting money in, even though he's down here in Cornwall. So oh, that's good. Uh, it's remarkable. Um, anyway, uh, what else have we got? Uh, Rio Tinto had Q2 production, didn't they, Paul? Yes, they sure did. I found it a little bit disappointing for me, though the numbers are pretty much to... Uh, mixed uh, both on quarter and quarter and year on year. I uh, won't go into the specific details, but most of it was flat to a little bit lower across their products. Uh, but what I would have to say, though, is it indicates uh, from my standpoint is they're struggling a little bit here on trying to uh, improve uh, the situation over the uh, first half of last year, which kind of surprises me a little bit. Not a surprise, though, is the titanium issues they're having because of the South African unrest and specifically where they had to put the Richards Bay uh, titanium or mineral sands operation on care and maintenance due to the uh, violence uh, down there. 
they have put out production guidance that they still intend to meet guidance for the year, uh, but it, there's definitely going to need to be a little bit of catch up here in order to meet those uh, targets that they've got for iron ore and copper and uh, things like that. Mm. I mean, I think Rio probably need to go out and do a load of acquisitions, don't they, Paul, to uh, boost their uh, profile a little bit. And I'm told they're wandering around all over the place looking for them as well. But there's a few companies out there that need to do acquisitions. I think that's what's needed in this space now to get things moving on. Well, it wouldn't hurt anything as far as the valuations for those uh, companies that, particularly those companies that are sitting with the single assets uh, as far as uh, get a, a rise on the valuations of those uh, assets uh, if there is a, uh, acquisition activity going. So uh, more to it, I think. I think one of the problems is the big, big miners are still struggling with a sort of switch from what I'd call base commodities to the new sort of battery materials. They haven't really got their heads around it, perhaps much as they should have done. Um, That's, and I would agree with that. And part of the problem is, is because uh, these market sizes in volumes previously were so small uh, for many of these materials, and many of them al also were not exchange traded for options and futures. Uh, so uh, there, there is a learning curve that these uh, big firms have to go through in order to see just how profitable they might be on a longer-term production basis. It may be a learning curve, but they need to learn pretty quick or else they'll miss the boat. And That's, that's right. Happens. Look at Kodak. They didn't learn. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on a couple of small things. A bit of a strange out of core potash, wasn't it, Dave Paul? Yeah, Core Potash uh, indicated that uh, the chief financial officer who had just taken on the role last month is, is uh, resigning with immediate effect due to uh, personal reasons. Uh, so that uh, Ms. Amanda Ferris, uh, a, a certified accountant, uh, will be taking on uh, a uh, interim role as CFO for them. And she uh, has over 20 years experience in the mining industry. So I think that uh, as far as operationally, it shouldn't cause real problems there. No, but he was only there a few weeks. Anyway, there we go. Uh, I also noticed that uh, Rainbow Rare Earth today has uh, said that its production activities, at the, I can't pronounce it, but the Falabora, whatever it is, uh, Rare Earth Gypsum Project, are not being affected by the violence in South Africa. Obviously, we talked about that earlier this week, uh, the issues there in South Africa, and hopefully the mining companies aren't affected. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Paul? Yes, it is worthwhile mentioning, too, that Newmont Board has given its approval to uh, build, uh, spend the capex to build the Ahafo North uh, mine and deposit. Uh, that uh, is about 30 kilometers north of its existing Ahafo South deposit in Ghana, and it'll produce about 3 million ounces in something over 10, over a 10-year period or so. So, uh, another big mine coming into development in West Africa. Actually, West Africa is starting to really, you know, getting interesting for mining, isn't it? And again, it's another area where I suspect the majors need to go wandering around buying a few things. Um, could could help that whole area as well dramatically improve their uh, economies as well. Yes, and we're, uh, we, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's pretty enough, Paul. Anyway, and, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. It's going to be glorious and sunny. And uh, we'll pick it all up again next week. And see you then.